Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Thursday, August 30th, reaching the end of here of August. As always, we are presented by D's Home Cuts. I'm your host, Travis Kurcheski. Again, it's just me today. Um, Truman's still at school. We're still trying to figure out how we're going to record. Uh, we, aren't, we aren't really sure yet. We're still working through that. But uh, as always, uh, we're going to be putting out a show every single Thursday and every single Tuesday. So it doesn't stop no matter what. Um, and we're just going to go ahead Start off, we got some football this weekend. Football's back. Um, Saturday is going to be a big day, not only for the NFL, we'll get into that in a second, but it is going to be a huge day because college football kicks off. Now, I know that it usually, you know, the first couple weeks of college football suck because everybody, all the big names are playing, you know, shitty teams who barely belong in Division One. but uh, there's going to be a lot of blowouts, a lot of you know, games that are going to be over by the first quarter. But there is two games. We have two games right now that would be pretty good. Two two ranked opponents going against each other. Um, they set it up that way to increase viewership. Uh, but uh, you got Washington versus Auburn. Six versus nine right there. Uh, that's pretty nice. Uh, 3.30, we got that game kicking off. Um, it's going to be interesting to see Washington's is a uh, and Auburn, I guess they're both playoff contenders. Uh, Stidham, I believe, from Auburn, he's the real deal. He's going to be a first round draft pick, I think. Um, maybe even the top quarterback off the board, depending on you know how the season goes. But uh, Washington's got some players. Auburn's got some players. Obviously, this is going to be a good matchup. I'm surprised it's at it's at three thirty. Uh, that's pretty early for a game like this. Um, but I guess they think. The Notre Dame-Michigan game, which is the other two ranked opponents going against each other, is the better matchup, which I don't believe so. Um, because, you know, Michigan's 14, Notre Dame's 12. These are two programs who, big history, big, long history, who's, who are, they'll both always be ranked uh, in the top 25 no matter what happens because there's so many fans out there. Um, but these are two teams that have been disappointing over the last couple years and, uh, you know, I think at 7.30, I'm going to be tuning in. Even though I hate Michigan, I'm going to be rooting for Notre Dame. I'm going to be interested to see how Shea Patterson does, the transfer from Old Miss. Uh, he, he, I think Shea's pretty good, even though he's a Michigan quarterback. Uh, I really don't want him to do well, but I think he has the ability to do well. The only problem is, you know, I think Michigan is kind of a mess right now um, under Harbaugh. He's, he's put together a pretty good program. He's kind of turned them around since Brady Hoke, but uh, still... Uh, it's Michigan. Uh, Notre Dame is the same kind of thing. This this team, you know, the couple they're a couple years removed from the national championship, and you know, they they just kind of had a bad year last year, and we'll see what happens this year against uh, um, Michigan because that's going to be a huge you know test right off the bat. And I I don't know. I kind of like. I don't if I if it's up to me I if I could make Ohio State schedule I don't think I'd ever make them play a ranked opponent the first week and that's not because I don't want them to have a challenge I think it's good to go against crappy teams you know teams that aren't as that, that don't have as much talent as you I think it's good to do that the first week first couple weeks kind of figure out your team um, you can kind of watch get a lot of film you know see how they do against other opponents because there is no preseason in college football. Um, and they don't really get a shot to play against other teams except week one. Um, and I think it's it, it's really beneficial to, for them to play ranked teams. But I guess, again, you know, 
if you're a top-ranked program, you have to be willing to play anybody any week. And I, I'm not scared if Ohio State played somebody. But I think it's a good idea to get a warm-up game in kind of before, uh, even though it does count. Um, because, you know, you want you want your players to get used to uh, playing together and stuff like that. Because it's college, you know, there's new guys every single year. Um, but that's it right now for NCAA football. Uh, we'll talk more about that on uh Tuesday's show. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll go through some of these games. We'll give the scores of you know these two games. Um, but we're going to move now to football. Like I said, uh, when well, we were just talking football, but uh, we're going to talk some NFL football Saturday. Like I said, it's college football. I'm going to be watching that all day. But the, I think the most important thing on Saturday is not the college football is kicking off. It's the final roster cuts. That's right, 90 to 53, like that. There's already been some cuts happening. There's guys in the bubble for every single team, and obviously you're going to get one or two surprise cuts um, for each team, no matter who you're a fan of. Even if you think somebody's going to get, uh, somebody's going to make it to the roster, chances are they, they, they won't, um, because the NFL is just so ruthless. I, I saw the stat. I forget what it was, but it's like. Each 32 teams each cutting their roster from 90 to 53. I mean, that's over, I think, 4,000 people will lose jobs uh, in just the span of a couple hours. You know, it's we all seen hard knocks where they come to the door, they knock on the door, come get your playbooks, get your iPads, meet, meet you in coach's office. And, you know, these players walk down there and, you know, for some of them, that's the end of their road for the NFL. You know, they're done for some veteran guys. You know, it's over, done with. Um and, you know, hopefully a rookie, undrafted rookie, gets another shot, you know. Um, and the practice squad, I think, is really interesting because it, it gives guys more of a chance to make the roster. I'm glad it's there. But it's like if a guy doesn't follow the practice squad that you really wanted to, chances are he's going to move on. And, you know, it sucks. Especially if, if you're like, let's say, the Packers, for example, and you lose – a guy who you drafted, but there's really no room for him, but you drafted him, and he's not ready just yet, and you really want to take him to the practice squad, but then the Jets offer him a spot in their 53, he's obviously going to take the 53-man roster. And it's not good for you because you lose out on a potentially pretty good talent that just wasn't ready yet. Um, so I think practice squad's a good thing. It really helps players you know, to get acclimated to the NFL a little bit more. Um Obviously, I'm going to be watching the Packers on that Saturday. Uh, the Packers, though, I think yesterday, Wednesday, August 29th, was one of those days where Brian Gutenkeis, the GM for the Packers, just put in the work from sun up to sundown. This guy went ham. Uh, we'll start off. Obviously, we're going to get into the biggest news out of yesterday, I think, in all of sports. We'll start with Brett Hundley. My man Brian Gutenkeis was able to flip Hundley for a six-round pick to the Seahawks. Not really sure why the Seahawks so badly wanted a backup quarterback. I guess that offensive line's pretty damaged, so I guess you know they don't want they don't want Russell Wilson to get hurt. But if he does, they want somebody who could be a suitable backup. And I guess Hundley is that. He's a decent backup. He's not going to win you games. He's not going to do much better than at best 500 a game under 500. So. They needed a guy to come in and kind of sure up that backup position. But the Packers, great job on them. I know Hundley, oh, is he a fourth or a fifth round pick? I'm not sure. I'll look it up real quick. Uh, he was in all shapes and forms. You know, everyone was excited for him to come in. Um, 
and kind of take over last year. But he just did a terrible job. I think he went three for six. He got shut out a couple times, uh, especially at home. He never threw a touchdown pass. You know, he just really disappointed last year. He's been in the system for three, two to three years, I believe. And we were excited. He had a pretty good preseason during those years. But when it finally came time for him to show up and play, you know, he failed. And I think we would have traded him last year before we played. We would have gotten a lot better draft pick. Um, and I was surprised we even got, you know, a next year six-round pick. So I was pretty happy with that. But that's Gutenkeis working his magic because he is the one of the best young GMs in the NFL. I've decided that over this offseason. And you might not think that. But my man Gutenkeis goes from getting rid of Brett Hundley, flipping him for some at least a little bit of value, uh, to signing the greatest player in NFL history to the largest contract in NFL history, Aaron freaking Rodgers, got his deal yesterday. He got paid four years, $134 million. Four years, $134 million. Aaron Rodgers will be playing with the Packers for the next six years. I'm going to let that sink in a little bit. Aaron Rodgers will be playing for the Packers for the next six years. That is just straight up sex to my ears. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback of all time. I was worried he was, we're at two years left on his deal. I was worried they weren't going to get this deal done. I know that I know I knew he was going to be a Packer for life. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, but the longer it went, a little bit more sweat started to you know, accumulate, you know, a little bit more of a thought started to appear in my mind. Um, but he got it over with, got him done with. My man Aaron Rodgers will be back throwing that ball for the Packers for the next couple of years for the rest of his playing career. I think it's safe to say Aaron Rodgers will be a Green Bay Packer, and that is the greatest feeling, the greatest thing I could ever say, and it's just so awesome, and I love him so much. There's two guys in this world. I was telling somebody this the other day that I would die for. I would that my love for these two athletes goes deeper than most people. But outside of my family, my love for Aaron Rodgers and Carmelo Anthony runs deeper than any other guy. For any other guy, those two guys are my favorite athletes of all time. And the fact that they'll be both making a the Aaron Carmelo Anthony set. He's made more money than he's made more. NBA money than LeBron James over his career um, because he deserves it. So he's set. But Aaron Rodgers has kind of been, you know, Matt Ryan got a big deal. Stafford got a big deal, making them the highest paid guys. And that's fine. They're, they're fine quarterbacks. But they're not Aaron Rodgers level type of money. Aaron Rodgers deserves to be paid the most out of anybody in the entire league for the rest of his life. Um, and right now, obviously, I think it's going to change over the next six years. But he is the highest paid quarterback. And that is all that matters. Highest paid player. Because he deserves it more than anything. So I'm glad that he'll be back next year, slinging the football around for the Packers. Hopefully he can stay healthy, because I think this is one of the best teams he's had over the last couple years. Now, speaking of quarterbacks who didn't play last year really due to injury, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, if you didn't didn't see this yesterday, you probably did. Probably pretty big NFL news. Teddy Bridgewater traded from the Jets to the Saints for a fifth-round pick, I want to say. Um you know, Bridgewater hasn't really seen any meaningful action since 2015 due to that knee injury, which was, I guess, really, really bad. Um, 
and then the Jets went out and signed him because he when he before he before he got hurt, the Vikings were in a whole different direction. He was their guy. He was the face of their franchise for years to come. He got hurt, and then you know Case Keenum had his little year, and they realized they wanted to go in a different direction. They really didn't want to go with Teddy Bridgewater anymore, so they moved on from him and they signed you know obviously Kirk Cousins. Um, and Bridgewater has been kind of this purgatory for the last couple of months because the Jets signed him, uh, but then they drafted Darnold. I don't think they believed Darnold was going to be there at uh, number three. Um, and when he was, I think they, you know, where they were shocked, and obviously they thought they had to pick Darnold, and I think they did too. But Darnold now, we'll talk about that in a second, has impressed this impressed this preseason. But so has Bridgewater. He's played pretty well, and you know, now with Josh McCown, you know. This quarterback room was a, a very crowded quarterback room, very talented, full of three guys who are all have the capability to start, you know, and Josh McCown's kind of on his way out. He's kind of the mentor, and Teddy Bridgewater still has the ability to become a face of a franchise, and he was shipped to the Saints. He was kind of in that purgatory with the Jets, so they shipped him to the Saints, where he'll be the backup now for Drew Brees for... However long, you know, Drew Brees decides to keep playing, a year or two maybe, I, I don't quote me on that. Um, he is getting up there though, so we'll see what happens. But uh, I think the Saints feel pretty safe now in saying, you know, Bridgewater's our backup. He's a safe pick. I think he is a pretty decent quarterback. He just needs another shot. But we're, we're going to stick in New York. Obviously the Jets, they named Sam Darnold their starting quarterback yesterday. 21 years old, he's going to be the face of the franchise. They're going to be running the show for a New York sports team. Uh, that's a pretty big weight to put on a 21-year-old's shoulders. I mean, he's barely older than me. Um, you know, it's crazy to think that somebody who's about a year older than me, a little bit less, is going to be starting quarterback in the NFL for the New York Jets. He's impressed. He He's completely he has completely earned it i'm sure jets fans are a little nervous but i'm i would be excited because i think he's earned this i don't think he's going to be a guy who's going to come out and completely take the league by storm i think it's going to take a couple years for him to you know really uh run with this job i think it's going to take a little bit of work on but the jets you know you're committed to this now you cannot uh bench him no matter how bad it gets they got McCown. He's a pretty decent backup. I think he's a pretty. I think he's been a pretty underrated starter his whole career. But uh, you got McCown. Now you got Donald running the show. Just let it go. Let's see what happens. I think this year they'll end up seven and nine, eight and eight that range. Uh, they got a pretty good build, pretty good chance that they'll win the first couple of games. They're playing like the Browns and the Dolphins and the Lions. So it's, they're not playing. You know the Patriots and the Packers and the Saints week one and two and three. So he's got a chance to really, you know, get his feet together, really get used to playing in the NFL, and I think I think he's going to do just fine. It's going to take some time, though. So like I said, we're still trying to get us get through these headlines in uh, the NFL yesterday, which was a crazy day for NFL football, and it's about to get even crazier, especially on Saturday. Saturday's Ian Rappaport, Adam Shuffler, they're going to be earning their money uh, by all these cuts and signings and all this stuff because Saturday and even Sunday is going to be a pretty fun day if you're a fan of football. But this is probably the weirdest type of story. I mean, it, it kind of first started to come out Wednesday morning, and then by the end of Wednesday night, it was just completely gone out of the way. I mean, completely blown up, you know, I think a little bit out of proportion, but um, Again, I don't know. Uh, this story is all about Michael Kendricks. 
the linebacker for the Browns, formerly with the Eagles, who's had a bit of a rough week. My man uh, went from, I didn't watch Hard Knocks, but uh, he went from talking shit about his Eagles teammates on Tuesday to getting charged with insider trading by, I forget who, I can look it up really quickly. I don't know, some U.S. attorney said that he was he's going to be indicted on insider trading, uh, taking inside stock tips um, for something or something, I don't know, financial shit that I really don't want to get into because that's just really boring. Um, but he went from getting dragged around on Twitter for being a snitch, for being a, a snake, to being federally, federally charged with an insider trading, and then now he's cut, he's on the street, God knows where this man's going to end up. If it's in federal prison, I don't know. He said it was four years ago. He already admitted to it, so it was four years ago. Um, uh, he said he made like about a million dollars off of it, uh, which in NFL money is not a ton, but obviously it is in the stock world. Um, so we'll see what, what happens there. It's going to be interesting. Cause like I said, there's the Browns kind of had to cut him because they don't know what's going to happen. They don't really want this drama around. Obviously, Kendricks is a pretty good player. He was a pretty big part of what the Eagles did last year and the why they won the Super Bowl. But uh, it doesn't matter, you know, when you get caught doing stupid shit like this, you know, you're going to get cut because, and it's interesting because there's really, I was kind of hoping the Browns would keep him. I don't, maybe, you know, he could still get suspended. But I want to see what Roger Goodell, what he, what's the punishment for from Roger Goodell, because like, what do you, what do you punish him with? Um, how many games do you suspend this guy? I mean, Ray Rice created one of the worst videos I've ever seen in my life, punching his girlfriend in the face, then dragging her uh, out of the elevator, and he got what two games? So I don't know. I mean, if this is this sounds pretty serious, but we'll see what happens. Uh, if Kendrick ever steps a, steps foot on a football field again, I don't know. Obviously, for us simple people we don't really think insider trading is that big of a deal uh there's obviously a lot worse things uh but it is a crime he'll be charged he'll be arrested i think and we'll see what happens to him i'm gonna be following this because it's interesting so like i said there's no precedent to stuff like this so uh we'll see what happens from there um i don't know and then the last nfl story again we got a lot of nfl news season's starting up so bear with us here uh, Elvis Duberville decided to hang it up today. You know, that's, uh, what was it? Um, how long is he in the league? Four. Twelve seasons. Sorry, I wrote it down. I really couldn't read my writing. Twelve years in the league. He's only 34, which seems pretty young, but I guess 12 years in the trenches can really do a number on your body. You know, example, Joe Thomas. Um, you know, this guy... In his prime was a straight-up beast, five-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, I think 104, 105 career sacks. This guy was a straight-up monster with the Broncos. Um, and then, you know, he went to the Ravens slowly towards the end there. Uh, but, you know, he did play pretty well with the Ravens. I think he had, like, 18 or 19 sacks in, like, 2014. Uh, he was with the 49ers last year, didn't do much. It's just been a long, you know, slowly decline decline for these guys pass rushers in general it goes you know you, you you start with your one team you play eight or nine years there then you slowly decrease in uh 
skill. Next thing you know, you're a third down guy just coming into pass rush, and then you're out of the league. Example, Dwight Freeney, Julius Peppers right now. Uh, Jared Allen even, too. Uh, so, like I said, Elvis Dumerville, he's decided to hang it up. That sucks. Uh, he was an all-time pro, a straight-up monster with the Broncos and even the Ravens. Um, I think he's a pro bowler. I, I mean, well, obviously he was a pro bowler. He's a Hall of Famer. First ballot, I don't think so, but he'll, he'll get into the Hall of Fame a couple years uh, because he was just straight-up dominant during those couple of uh, seasons there. Yeah, that was a lot. So we're going to move on now. We're going to move to baseball. We don't have a ton of baseball news. Don't have a ton of basketball news. Um, but we are going to talk because we talk about it every single show. We're going to talk about baseball and basketball. But obviously every single show we're also going to talk about my man Dom and his business, D's Home Cuts. I've said it time and time again. If you're a guy, you don't really... Um, you know, you don't really shop around your haircut place. You kind of just go wherever you want to go, uh, wherever's easiest, and you just pay whatever. Uh, and you're going to end up paying $28 up even. That's cheap. $30 up. You know, it's insane the amount that people are paying for your haircuts. So you either A, try to find another place, or you'll try to do it yourself, and it just ends up looking terrible. Um, but stop all the heartaches, stop all the pain, stop all the headaches, and just turn to D's Home Cuts. D's Home Cuts is the fastest growing haircut place around Northeast Ohio. For only $7, D will provide you with a modern haircut and styling. Uh, let me tell you, me and Trin have been going there for the last couple months. So has our entire town. Uh, I think you go up to any guy around Medina, and I guarantee you'll find somebody who has had their haircut by Dom. Um, he's doing a great job. He's in college, so he's trying to make some extra cash. And D's, he is doing such a great job at his hair. He's very talented, very good. He'll give you the best style for you. Um, he'll tell you what to get. He'll cut it the way you know he sees, and it will look great um, every single time. It's going to get better and better and better and better. Uh, he's always upgrading his equipment so he can give you the best haircut possible. So turn to D's. Uh, at, you can find him on Twitter. You'll see, you know, all those things. Instagram is probably the best place to find him because you can set up an appointment right there in his bio. So search him on Instagram at D's Home Cuts. Every night he's posting stories about different haircuts he's doing. He's got great videos on there. You can really see what he's doing. Uh, just go check it out. That's all I ask is you check it out. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. D's Home Cuts, professional haircuts at a low price. So, I don't want to talk about the Brewers, but I have to. This is a sports show. We will report on the sports headlines. And last night, Christian Yelich, who I'll admit, I don't hate Christian Yelich at all. I think he's actually a pretty fine young player. I really wanted the Indians to get him when he was being rumored around. Uh, obviously, he had to go to the Brewers, which sucks, so I have to hate him now. But in my deep heart, I actually don't mind Christian Yelich. I think he's a pretty good guy, and I think he's really fun to watch. Yesterday, he hit for the cycle. So if you don't know what a cycle is, Obviously, first base, you get a, you get a single, a double, a triple, and a home run. Pretty hard to do. Um, and Christian Yelich did it yesterday. But not only did he do it, he went six for six. Uh, six for six, two home runs. Um, this man, obviously, it's against the Reds, so it's not that impressive. Be more impressive is also like Scherzer, um, but he did hit the cycle. Got to give them in props. Uh, it's not an easy thing to do at all. And, uh, you know, I know Truman was talking shit about it. He was texting me. You know, obviously, 
I really wish he wouldn't have, but he did, and it's, I don't know, cycles have kind of lost their magic, too, uh, over the past couple of years in baseball. It's still pretty impressive, and it's very, it's a lot more rare than no-hitters, but no-hitters and cycles have kind of lost their magic, lost their, you know, their attraction over the years, and I don't know, maybe that's just because it's baseball, you know, people don't really, you know, care that much about baseball, or maybe it's just because, you know, it's, 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 You'll get one or two every single year. You know, it's not really that rare anymore. But, you know, credit to Yelich. It's a great... It's it's a uh, it's a cool story. He, 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 he's had a pretty good year. I'll give him that. Ugh. So, the last story in baseball, we got Lucas Duda. He got, he got uh, I think it was like a waiver trade, cast considerations to the Braves. Duda, a veteran, 32 years old, somebody who's been around the league. Uh, he's with the Mets, I believe, for a long time. First baseman, he's batting 240 with, I think, 13 home runs. Um, they're really, you know, he's kind of a guy, you know, really made no sense for the for the Royals to keep him around because the Royals are obviously a, uh, a losing team, a trash franchise right now. Um and he's, I think he was only signed on for one year. So they really, he was kind of brought in for this. Uh, usually what happens is if an older guy, a veteran, who really has decreased, who's really, his value in the trade market has really decreased over the last couple of years, usually what they'll do is sign like a one-year deal with a pretty bad team where they can get some consistent at-bats just because there's not enough talent and just because, you know, even their name in the lineup draws uh, fans to the stadium. So that's probably why he signed with the Royals. And then, you know, they got half a season pretty much before the deadline to make their mark and to uh, see if they can get traded to another place. That's why teams who do this love it because they can trade these guys uh, for some prospects, especially if they really perform well. Um, it's a pretty good move for rebuilding teams because, again, it sells tickets because you got big-name uh, veterans coming in. Uh and you can get some prospects if they end up playing well. If they don't play well, it's not a big deal because they'll just leave after a year and hopefully try to do it again if another team is interested in their skills. But uh, Duda hasn't had that great of a year, so but they had to get rid of him for something, so they gave cast considerations to the Braves. Uh, again, Duda's not a world beater, but he is going to give some help off the bench there. He's going to return back to the NL East. He used to play for the he played for the Mets for like eight or nine years, I think. So we'll see what happens. I don't think he's going to be, you know, the guy who really takes the uh, the Braves to the promised land. I don't think he's that good anymore. Um, but he's a solid bat off the bench. So good move for the Braves, and we'll see uh, what happens from there. Now we're going to move on to, hold on a second, get some water. Let me see here. We're going to move on to basketball. Obviously, why did I forget that? Basketball, again, we're in that same kind of, you know, lull right now in the season. We're trying to find more stories. Just not a lot going on right now. Uh, unlike the NFL, basketball kind of quiets down, and so does baseball over the offseason. But we have another retiree. Obviously, Manu Ginobili retired the other day, which was kind of crazy. Uh, but another guy retired today, David West, uh, the former, I think, the Hornets is what he's most known for, uh, but I think he played with the Pacers for a little bit. Um, you know, 15 years in the NBA, he was a two-time All-Star, 38 years old. Um, he was pretty, pretty solid for the Hornets for a while. He was kind of that go-to scoring option with Chris Paul right there. Um, he was pretty deadly. I know he 
was the captain there for a while. Uh, you know, he spent eight years with them. Four with, yeah, four with Indiana. I'm reading it right now. One with the Spurs and two with the Warriors. Obviously, he was one of the, I think he was a pretty key piece to the Warriors coming off the bench. I don't. I think they knew he wasn't going to be back this year. But going out, a back-to-back champion, has got to feel pretty good for David West. And I would say this is a pretty good time for him to retire. He's 38 years old, doesn't have much left in those knees. Um, so it's time for him to move on. I don't think he even had a deal this year. Uh, he just decided to hang it up. Um, he was a part of that Warriors bench that really helped them to succeed. I know most people think, look at the Warriors, and they say, oh, they got Steph, Clay, KD now, and Draymond, and that's pretty much it. But that's in Iguodala, too. I'll throw him in there. But this Warriors team, the last couple of years, has had a solid bench. I think their bench is one of the most overrated, underrated proponents of this super team. I don't think this team would work if it wasn't for their bench. Some of these guys, you know, the Sean Livingstons, the Zaza Pachula, JaVale McGee was there for a while. He's with the Lakers now. Um, you can go on and on. Ian Clark was a big deal. Uh, Jordan Bell last year was pretty big. And David West was always part of that rotation in the finals. And he would come off the bench and he'd give you some points. He'd give you some scoring. And, you know, the Warriors are going to lose that. They're going to miss that. Uh, but, you know, once a guy leaves, another opportunity for him, another opportunity for somebody to step up. So, David West, we wish you the best in your retirement, and hopefully, you, uh, you know, find something to do. He could be. This is a guy I could see going to the big three. Um, he doesn't. I feel like he's still got a little bit left, and the big three is obviously a lot less, you know, competition than uh, the NBA. But we're going to move now to a couple segments that we started last week and we liked. So we're going to keep going. But before that, our last ad read of the day. A's freaking lawn service. Our show has been brought to you by A's Lawn Service since the beginning. Since 2014, A's has been providing professional landscaping to many homes around Northeast Ohio. By using professional equipment, A's constantly strives to provide families with professional landscaping at a low and fair price. You see it all around your town, all around you know, there's million, million landscaping companies around, big and small. Um, most of the time, they're just big name uh, corporate landscaping services that hire just a bunch of kids. They don't really even give them any sort of background check or anything. They don't interview them. They just bring them into the building because they need some bodies to, you know, do their work. But A's Lawn Service is different. It provides, it's, it's different because Andrew really, you know, he knows these guys. He knows his workers. They really help uh they're really good kids. They work really hard. Um, like I said, it's locally owned, locally operated by Andrew Ellis, who's been a great friend of ours for a long time. Uh, turn to A's and trust me, your lawn and home will never look better. These a, a, Andrew's hired a pretty solid crew of guys who who are do who will do their best. Uh, make sure your lawn, your home look perfect at the end of the day. Um, like I said, I said it last show. It's extremely hot out right now. We're getting into that end of summer start of fall type of heat where it's kind of cold in the day but really really hot in the afternoon and night and and obviously football starting so your only free time now really is the weekends because school starting up stuff like that don't and you want to watch football on your weekends don't waste your time doing your lawn you know when you could be inside an air-conditioned house looking at your perfectly manicured lawn from outside uh thanks to a's lawn service so turn to a's trust me your lawn your home will never look better and you will not be disappointed the phone number is 330-241-2392 again 330-241-2392 and the email is lawnservice.a's at gmail.com 
A's Lawn Service LLC, you grow it, we cut it. So we did the boldest move of the week. I'm sorry I didn't get the poll up. That's my fault. Uh, the Twitter's been kind of dead the last couple of weeks. I need to you know, get that back going. I will. I'll get it cleaned up a little bit. Uh, school start is kind of been a little crazy. But we're going to do our, our uh, another segment we did last week. The what the, what the F. We don't want to swear. Um, what the F sports story, non-sports story of the week. We talked about the ramen noodles last week. Uh, the, the theft of the ramen noodles. What did Truman do? I forget. Um, but now we're going to talk about this guy. This 18-year-old kid, Vaco. It's an extremely long name. He's from Georgia, the country Georgia. Um, he's 18 years old. He's solved six, I repeat, six Rubik's Cubes underwater, only taking one breath, uh, and he set a new Guinness World Record. He, I don't, I don't know how, no, everybody knows Rubik's Cubes. They're pretty difficult to solve. Um, they're not the easiest thing in the world to solve, and it takes a lot of work. Um, but to solve six, let alone under underwater is pretty difficult and in on its own. So I give Vaco uh, some props there. I don't know how he did it. I don't know how you know you practice this type of stuff, but uh, all credit to him because that's pretty cool. So now we're gonna move on to question and answer. We only got two today. Again, a little bit shorter of a show uh, because, like I said, school's getting a little um, uh, a little chaotic right now because uh, you know it's the first week and. You know, you're still trying to get into the swing of things, but we'll, we'll we'll get it all fixed up next week. But we do have some pretty good questions with you from you guys today. Uh, the first one is, where do we think Khalil Mack is going to end up? We talked about Teddy Bridgewater on the last show. Kind of, they said, where do you think Teddy Bridgewater is going to end up? And you saw what happened there. Um, I didn't predict the Saints, but you know what happened. I said he's probably going to be traded, and I was right. So, Khalil Mack. Let's let's dive into Khalil Mack a little bit. Out of Buffalo a couple years ago, first round pick. In his first couple years in the NFL, he has just been a force from snap one to snap whatever he's on right now. This is one of the best young pass rushers, one of the best pass rushers in the league. I put him up right up there with the, you know the Von Millers, JJ uh, Watt. I would put him there with Clowney. Bosa, he's probably one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. Everybody knows that he's probably a top 10 player in the NFL. The only problem is the Raiders, he wants to get paid because he deserves to get paid. Um, but the Raiders just won't pay him for any reason. John Gruden doesn't even talk to the guy, which makes no sense. I think that's the dumbest move uh, out of anything. Why wouldn't you talk to your best player? Um, so he's been on hold the last couple of months. He, you, know, you haven't heard from him. He's waiting for a contract, waiting for a call. I think we're getting to the point now where the Raiders just, you know, they're kind of fed up. They kind of want to trade him. They kind of want to get rid of him. And they that's rumors been kind of floated out there that he they want to get rid of him. Uh, he's on the trade block. I know a couple teams have been interested. The Bears. Some of the names I've heard are like the Bears, the Jets. Uh, the Lions, I heard, were pretty interested. And then the Packers, which for me, that's my biggest thing. Because if the Packers could land Mack, that'd be amazing, and it makes sense. Because now the rumors out there that the pack that the Raiders want two first round picks, and if you look, the Raiders and the Packers are pretty similar franchises. Uh, Reggie McKenzie came from Green Bay as the GM over there. The Packers have two two first round picks, and they need a pass rusher. And Khalil Mack is a game changing type of guy, so I think he's going to end up being traded. 
I don't think he's going to play another snap with the snap with the Raiders, which is stupid if for the Raiders franchise uh, because he's a free, he he is a guy who will bring people to the stadium. He sells tickets. You're moving cities in a couple weeks, in a couple uh, months here. Um, you're going to go to Las Vegas. You need somebody. Khalil Mack, I think, is a pretty good name for Las Vegas, and it sucks that they, they won't make a deal, but I don't think it's going to get done. Uh, so I think he's going to end up being traded. Does Gutenkeis give up those two first-round picks for him? I really don't think he wants to, but I think Khalil Mack's the type of player where you have to. I think you got to talk to him. They saved some money in cap space with this contract of Aaron Rodgers. Don't know how, but they did. Um, I think you got to talk to Khalil Mack. Guttenkeis got to get on the phone, say, if you were to come here, would you sign a long-term deal with us? And if he says yes, I say you trade him right away. But if you come here and he plays for one year and then he leaves, I wouldn't do it. But if you can get a long-term deal kind of worked out with him beforehand, then obviously I think he's worth those two first-round picks. He's going to command a lot. He's a talented player, best player in the, one of the best players in the NFL. So I think he's going to end up getting traded. And I think he ends up where he ends up, I don't know. Packers, I think, is the best spot. But again... It's not my room to say. Wherever he feels like he'd be, he wants to go the best or where he'll get paid the best, I don't know. Last question we got, do we think the A's have a shot at the World Series? The Oakland Athletics have been probably one of the biggest sports uh, surprises so far out of anything. Um, they are in second place right now. They just, they're still, I don't know if they still are in a series with the Astros, but they were for a long time. These They've been some pretty good games. Um uh, although they they're still in that wild card spot, do they have a shot at the World Series? No, I don't think they're ready. Um, they got a good, solid young core with Olson at first base, Manaya behind them, you know, pitching. Um, Chris Davis is one of the best hitters in the league, and he's leading the league in home runs right now. And then Matt Chapman is a potential to be a, a superstar MVP candidate. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but I don't think they have a shot at the World Series this year. They just don't have the pitching. Or the consistent hitting. Chapman's got to get a little bit better at hitting before he becomes a guy who can elevate a team to a World Series type of level. So, no, I don't think the A's have a shot this year at winning the World Series. But I think they have a uh, pretty good shot in a couple years here to really make an impact. But, you know, you never know. Once you get in the playoffs, you know, records, all that's thrown out the window. It's just baseball. And uh, things could change pretty quickly. So, where do I think Cleo Max going to end up? I think he's going to be traded to where I don't know. Packers would be best option. Do the A's have a shot at the World Series? No, not this year. Maybe next year. So that's it for the show today. Again, I want to thank you to our sponsors, D's Home Cuts and A's Lawn Service. They've been there since the beginning. Um, Tuesday will be our 50th episode, and D's Home Cuts and A's Lawn Service has been uh, promoting us since episode, I think, Within our first five episodes, we got both of them, um, and that was huge for us. We're still looking for more sponsors, but uh, that was pretty cool uh, for them to sign on, and they've been with us since the beginning. Uh, so go ahead and check them out again. D's Home Cuts on Instagram, and then 330-241-2392 if you want A's Lawn Service. Uh, you can find them on Twitter, too. Just search A's Lawn Service. Um, other than that, we ask that you go into iTunes, give us five stars, rate, review, subscribe. Obviously, do all that. That really helps us out. Uh, follow us on Twitter at TNT Sports Talk One Two, or follow us on our dead Instagram, which Sherman is really doing a bad job at promoting right now. But uh, hopefully, he'll you know fix that. I got to do a better job on Twitter. Though. I'll give him that. But Twitter is the best place if you want to reach us. You can reach us on Instagram in the DMs. But Twitter DMs is the best place for anybody to talk to us. If you want to be a guest 
questions, comments, concerns, you want to send question and answers in, whatever you want, we will talk about it. We will, you know, whatever you want. Just send us questions. They were really trying to get better. Segment ideas, segments you like, segments you don't like, you don't like what we did good this show, what we did bad, whatever. It really, 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 really helps us out. And we love interacting with our fans too. Other than that, tune in on 12 Ounce tomorrow from 12 to 1. Uh, YouTube, find us on there. Other than that, that's kind of it for today. Uh, we want to thank you. Tune in on Tuesday where we're going to have a big show for you. It's going to be a big week. Hopefully, Truman will be back for at least for one of the shows. Again, we got to figure out recording. Um, but big show for you. We're going to go over all of college football. We're going to preview. Uh, we're going to go all this is what we're going to do on Tuesday. We're going to go all over all the college football, everything that happened. And then we're going to go over all the cuts, franchise, NFL cuts, surprise cuts, cuts that didn't happen, you know, different different stuff like that. And then Thursday, we're going to break down each every NFL game for you, getting you ready for the best day of the year, opening with week one football NFL. It's back, baby. Nothing better from no better feeling in the world. It's going to be game week next week. Packers taking on the Bears. This I'm really excited because that's that's the perfect that's the perfect show. Our 50th episode cannot come at a better time, right before the NFL season. So we're ready to roll. We're ready to get this started. We're ready to just start, you know, jamming out some episodes here and really get this podcast some new life. Because uh, the last couple of weeks we feel like we've been going through the motions, but we're really going to get it going next week. Um, especially I'll have a little bit better schedule with. Uh, school so other than that have a great day and tune in on tuesday uh for a great show thanks guys